For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Welcome in the latest episode of Five on the Floor and the Five Reasons Sports Network. Thanks for finding us on your favorite podcast app. We're on Podbean, Spotify, Google Podcasts, Apple Podcasts, and others. We're also on Dash Radio on their Nothing But Net channel every single weeknight at 7 p.m. Also, make sure you check out the Five Reasons YouTube channel. Looked over the other day. We had nine new shows over the past 48 hours that were on there. So make sure that you're subscribing. You want more than just the podcast. Plus, if you miss the podcast here, you can catch it on the YouTube channel as well. So make sure you go to Five Reason Sports. Just type that into YouTube and you will find us. Also, you can go to fivereasonsports.com. That one's spelled out. Not only can you get articles there, but our YouTube feed goes there as well. Also, check out the great sponsors of the Five Reason Sports Network. Um, this is one that both Alex and I are using and Greg, um, this is a CBD company called Therapist Preferred, founded in 2019 by a physical therapist to optimize performance and recovery for active people. Now, this is 100% THC-free, so you don't have to worry about that. You can drug test it, all that kind of stuff. This isn't going to affect that, okay? This is CBD. The most popular products are the CBD sports cream, the strawberry lemonade, and green apple-flavored gummies. I got some of those. And the USDA-certified organic tincture. Free shipping on all orders, on all orders, using the promo code Five Reasons. And here's the thing you get 20% off your order too. So type it in Five Reasons, number five, and then Reasons at therapistpreferred.com. Okay. So make sure you go to therapistpreferred.com, type in the code Five Reasons, and you will get 20% off. And again, the big thing about this is, again, founded by a physical therapist. This is legitimately good stuff, recommended by physical therapists, CBD products for performance and recovery. So make sure you go to therapistpreferred.com for active people, buy active people, 20% off your order by typing in five reasons. And now tonight's episode. One, two, three, four, five. On the floor. Welcome to Five on the Floor. A daily show on the Miami Heat and the NBA featuring Ethan Skolnick with Alex Toledo and Greg Sylvander, part of the Five Reason Sports Network. All right, Ethan Skolnick back on five on the floor night off for Greg Sylvander. Check out the episode I did with him last night where we kind of looked at where Bam fit against other Max players now and then next year of course bam's not a max yet but he's going to be next season so we kind of addressed a lot of the stuff that was going on on twitter and uh, greg produced an entire list for us and we went through pretty much every player who's ahead of bam on the salary structure so make sure that you check that out but tonight floor plan we've got alex toledo you can follow him at tropical blanket we've got marco romo filling in for greg sylvander he's i guess you are are you our gabe vincent or our max Struess tonight uh I want to be Max Deuce because I, I want to actually hit an open three. Okay. That, yeah, that's probably better. Um, I think more Deadman. I think he's more impactful. I think he's like Deadman. 
Yeah, you know what? Maybe you were a late addition. I would agree. Um, uh, people said we need someone like you. You filled in, and I, we'll go with Deadman. Deadman or Ariza, you can have Deadman. You can follow him at Marco Romo underscore on Twitter. Um, I don't think that was your previous account, but that is your account now. And he, here's what we're gonna do. We're scared to death right now <laughs> because um, the NBA instituted this play-in for this season. Marco, you were doing the research beforehand. Before we get into the two parts of this episode, which part one is can the Heat avoid the play-in, which is looking increasingly unlikely. Um, most of the, the the models have them going into tonight, have them with about a 70% chance of being in the play-in. So not in the top six, but actually in the play-in. And then the second part of the episode is if they actually fall into the play-in or stay in the play-in, um, can they get out of it? So, but before we go, Marco, could you please explain? I feel like this is the Oscars. Could you please explain the rules? Okay, so uh, I'm trying not to botch it like Moonlight and all that. Okay, so the seventh and eighth seed would play each other right now, which would be, I guess, Miami and Charlotte uh, in a, like a one game uh, elimination, pretty much. Uh, so, if Miami were to win that, they would move on, they would be the seventh seed, done deal. If they lose, uh, they would have to play uh, the winner of whoever wins from a game against the ninth and eight and ten seed, which uh, would be Washington or Indiana. So whoever wins that game, they would play uh, Miami if they were to lose in another one-game elimination to see who would be the eighth seed at that point, and they would go on to play in the actual playoffs. Okay, that was easier than the academy. All right, so so Alex, to that end, uh, right now as we speak, uh, the Heat are in the seven seed, correct? And they are behind. Obviously, they're behind the top three. We knew that. Uh, Philadelphia, Brooklyn, and Milwaukee. Milwaukee's been cl- sort of climbing up lately. I'm not sure it's a guarantee Milwaukee's going to be the three. Uh, they may end up being the two. And then four, five, six, Knicks, Atlanta, and Boston – but we know that the Knicks have the toughest schedule. They just got blown out by the Nuggets yesterday. They've got the toughest schedule coming up. The Heat have a tiebreaker over the Knicks. They, they won the season series 3-0. They do not have a tiebreaker against Atlanta. You and I did the episode about a week and a half ago where we talked about that, that loss basically being worth two losses and it was a terrible loss against an Atlanta team that didn't have Young or Capella. It actually might have been worth like three losses if you look at it. I mean, it just, I've already it, blocked it from my memory. Uh, well, they 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 haven't because it basically destroyed their season to a large degree. OK, and it, it was I mean, of all the bad losses they've had this year, you and I identified that immediately as the worst. Um, but let's look at the three teams above and where we can get. We know the heat schedule. They don't get Atlanta again. They don't get the Knicks again. So they can't catch. They can't sort of make up ground on them directly. But they do have two against Boston. Do you see any scenario where the heat avoid the play in? without sweeping the Celtics in those two games, both of which, by the way, are at TD Garden? It seems it seems tough, right? Like, I don't – it seems like you got to at least take one of those games, and it sucks that they're both in Boston. I mean, regardless, it's not like there's a ton of fans in the crowd anyways, so it's not a big deal. But you just imagine that you need to – in order to stay out of the plane, you got to take at least one of those games. Like, I'm looking at the schedule right now. There's six games left. Is, is, is there a scenario where they win all four games outside of the Boston game and, and stay outside of the plane? I think probably, yeah. Like, I'm not – I would actually, you know, crunch the numbers there, but it seems like they would probably have to win all the rest of the games in order to do that at this point. So, yeah, I think 
these Boston games are pretty important. And even before then, like, they cannot lose tomorrow. They cannot lose to the Timberwolves again after what happened last time. You know, speaking of bad losses, there's been so many this season that you forget about them unless until, like, you bring up the team again. Like, that last Timberwolves loss was was also pretty damn terrible. So they need to win tomorrow and at least take one of those Boston games, I think. And as we go into that Minnesota game, just for the latest update, the Heat announced today that Oladipo will not play. I'm not sure that that's an enormous surprise, although it's getting awful late at this point. And Hero and Butler are questionable. Hero with a foot, uh, Butler with an illness, which is apparently not COVID-related, but an illness. I've heard Jimmy will likely play. I don't really know much about Tyler's situation. Um, That has been, like a lot of things with the Heat, quite a mystery. Spolster came out and said there was really no structural damage, which is not something that they typically say, uh, but they've, it's, you know, it's been a week at this point um, or more than a week. So, so again, Marco, the the two Boston games, first thing, can they, do you trust this team? I guess the way that they've played this year, uh, I guess we have to trust them to beat Minnesota, although that might be asking too much since they lost them once already. Have you seen anything from this team this year to believe that they can go into that building, even if they've got 4,000 fans or whatever, and win two games back-to-back against those, against that team? Ooh, Uh, that's, that's tough. Uh, Especially considering you haven't seen this version of Miami with uh, Ariza and a healthy Jimmy Butler playing these uh, sort of baseball series, I guess. Uh, against good teams, like the time they had to play Philadelphia and like this type of series, they lost both of those games. Uh, one was a close one and they were playing Gabe Vincent like 35 plus minutes because they only have eight guys available. Uh, but I trust them enough to get a split because uh, I think they, I, I, don't, I don't see a case where they get swept in Boston Considering they, they've been better as of late. I'll give them that. Uh, with Jimmy Butler as a caveat, because <laughs> we all saw like how that went without him against the Mavericks. Uh, I don't trust them to sweep at all. Like zero percent, like of me says they're going to sweep that uh, matchup <laughs> in Boston, especially in that building where they've historically struggled. Uh, and also, the Celtics might not be uh, fully operational either. You don't know if right. Kimber Walker is going to be playing. Or Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum had that collision and all that. Uh, and I don't know if Marcus Smart, Marcus Smart got suspended for what happened the other day. Um, but, yeah, <laughs> so, does that, you ask this question to Celtics fans, they're, they're going to be like, oh, we don't trust this team to take one of these games either. They're well, in the that, same well, kind of position well, as Miami. Isn't that the thing this year, right? Like, the, I mean, you're talking about the two teams that were in the Eastern Conference Finals. It's, it's honestly kind of embarrassing that they're both in this position. And in both cases, if you if you followed Celtics fans at all this year, they're saying the same thing that Heat fans are saying. You know, we shouldn't have run it back with certain players. Uh, the effort is inconsistent. Both teams have dealt with COVID. Um, both Both teams have had a lot of guys out of the lineup. And again, both teams dealt with what the two teams in the West, the Nuggets and the Lakers have dealt with, which the final four teams from last year have been beat up this year. (laughs) I mean, and the only one that seems to have really survived it is Denver. And it's only because they've had a guy who's played their, their main guy. Okay. Has 
played all the games. Now I know they've lost Murray, but their main guy is basically MVP. I mean, you needed a player to play at an MVP level to overcome the fact that you were one of the last four teams playing last year. I mean, it, 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 so they've all had bad circumstances, but I'm looking at the rest of the heat schedule guys. And you mentioned this Marco too, historically, Eric Spolster teams don't play that well in day games. Um, I don't, I, I, to me, that's a little anecdotal because I just remember being at a lot of those that were blowouts the wrong way, but that first game against the Celtics is a one o'clock. Okay. Um, I'm looking at the heat schedule. Have they settled, Alex? Are you, are you, can you find a schedule with me too? Have they settled that the Bucks and Pistons games are going to be at one and 12 in the afternoon? Or is that just coming up here on ESPN.com? I'm trying, I'm trying to see if that's it. Cause do they have three afternoon games out of their last five? Is that right? So the one that I'm looking at, which, which is just to Google heat mm-hmm. schedule, <laughs> the last two games still say TBD. TBD. All right. So, so it's possible that what I'm reading here is they just plugged in a number because I, it wouldn't make any sense for those two games to be. Um, yeah. Especially on. considering the last night of the NBA season is always like everybody's playing at the same time. Correct. Almost. All- that's true, but you know, actually, now that I look at it, maybe it is right because that the fifteenth and sixteenth are Saturday and Sunday, so maybe that is right. Maybe they are putting them on the weekend. But you're right, Marco. Typically, what they do is they play everybody at the same time so that nobody can kind of um, can can kind of you know can kind of play the odds like that. Um, so, but but again, I'm looking at the rest of these games and, and and let's break them down a little bit. I mean, you have to assume a win against the look. If they lose to the Timberwolves, we may shut down this podcast, okay? Because I, I mean, they don't have any any chance to go anywhere this year. But then two against the Celtics. But then those next games, and and Ira's made this point with me on Onside Radio. Typically, the Sixers and the Bucks might be in position with those two games to shut guys down. Okay, the Sixers may have the number one seed wrapped up the Bucks might see, be locked into three or maybe even two. But those teams are going to get a week off anyway. So I, I don't necessarily think that we're going to see. That's a good see, point. Right? I don't necessarily think we're going to see Giannis and Embiid, maybe with Embiid's injury history, possibly. But I, I don't to play, necessarily. To play devil's advocate, hmm? the advocate, though, is uh, last year they lost Ben Simmons during the seeding games. True. And True. they might have that in the back of their mind. And the Bucks have historically been a resting kind of team. They have, but also, um, I mean, they need to get home for coached by a different guy this year. I mean, that. They don't have, they don't have the same coach. They have, they have different management. I, I don't know how they're going to play. The, the Bucks. Uh, to me, I think the Bucks may still have something to play for. I, I think they may be in position, agree, right, for a two seed, and then they're going to get the play-in team. There's an, a big advantage to being the two, because you're going to get a team that had to play at least one extra game, maybe a couple extra games, in the seven spot. So I, I, I think we're seeing Giannis in the second to last game of the season. Yeah, I think that's I think that's what's going to happen too. Like, I think in their minds, and look, we all saw them you know, embarrass themselves and losing five in the second round to the Heat last year. But in their minds, they're, they're looking at next Nets Bucks conference finals. Like that's how I would be looking at it. If I was involved with one of those teams, right? Like that's, that's what we're preparing for. And like, you want the home court advantage. I know this year, it obviously doesn't matter as much as a regular year, but I, I think like uh, against a team like that, you want any type of competitive advantage you can get. And like, they're only one game behind the Nets for number two. I understand there's not that many games left, but, I think between that that rest after the season, 
and just having something to play for. Like this team has not won or done anything. Mm-hmm. They should be fighting for seeding. They should be. I, I know that they were the number one la- the, the last two seasons and it ended up not mattering, but uh, there wasn't a Brooklyn in the way. <laughs> right. Right. No, no, exactly. I mean, I mean, the Bucks lost to a team last year in the heat that wasn't expected to really do much this year. There is, and I saw, you know, came out that Harden says he may be back before the playoffs. We're, we're not really sure, but I, I don't really feel, and, and look, I understand the last game of the season that the Pistons are playing for lottery position, but that Pistons game, first thing, the heat lost to the Pistons earlier this year, but also like, that's a young team. They're playing a lot of young, hungry guys we've seen what the heat do against some of those teams. Sometimes like that would be the ultimate that the heat beat the Celtics a couple times. Maybe they get one out of two against the Sixers and the bucks. And then they have six random scrub heat killers, beat them in the finale. Like would that stun in your review with the way they've played this year? Poetic justice. <laughs> justice That'd be the perfect out of the rotation. You can't use that anymore. Go ahead. Mark. That'd be the perfect encapsulation of the whole entire season. Pretty much. Right. I like, I don't, I, we're just at this point with, with very little faith on it. All right. So here, before we get to the second part of this, which is if they actually slip into the play and what happens, uh, give me your predictions guys. Where, where do they end up? They don't, are they going to avoid this thing or not? Oh, man, I think I'm going to stick to my prediction. I'm, I'm not going to change it. I've been saying five for a couple months. I think they're going to end up at five. I think they know how important this is. And like, it's not just about like, oh, we're afraid of, of getting some team in the first round because it's not just that. This is a team that, like you said, was in the finals, had a short turnaround, has had a rough season. They want that week off. They want that easier matchup. Like, there's just no doubt to me. I don't care what Jimmy says. I don't care what anybody on that team says. There's no doubt to me. They want the preferable matchup. Like, it's just been a rough season, and they need every break they can get. I don't think they want to face Milwaukee or Brooklyn in the first round, even if they do think they could take them. Like, I just think you want the Hawks or the Knicks or the Celtics in that first round. And it's most likely going to be the Hawks or the Knicks if you do climb up to five. And I think they find a way to push through. And that's just, you know, I don't want to change my prediction and look like a coward. But Alex, but Alex, who are they? So you got the guts. But Alex, who, who are they passing then? So if you have them at five. The oh, that's are, easy. The Hawks are four. They're passing the Knicks and the Celtics. Is that? I got, the, I got, I got them passing Atlanta and Boston. But it could be either way. Like, I think the point still stands. Like, I think you want regard any one of those teams you want. No, no, but no, but hold on a second. But how how do you have them passing Atlanta, though, when they don't have the when Atlanta has the tiebreaker? Like, how is Atlanta collapsing down (sighs) the stretch? Because that that doesn't look like it right now. They're losing. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger. Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. For an answer. I'm just saying, I know they're losing right now, but I, I'm so, okay, okay, so let's, I, I, okay, all right, so you have, them, you have them in the five with the Knicks at four. All right, so Marco, where do you have him? Okay, so I kind of broke this down uh, a while ago on Twitter. I think they're going to go four and two in these last six games, mm-hmm. and we're going to be scoreboard watching that last night. Uh, and I think they'll end up being fifth, passing the Knicks. 
I think I don't know. I looked at that Knicks schedule and I was like, wow, that's a lot. That's a lot harder even than what I thought it was going to be. And a lot of those games are on the road. Uh, and they also have the tiebreaker. That's also uh, what I'm leaning towards. Mm-hmm. And that's also me probably being a hopeful optimist and all that. No, you're uh, just using logic. You're just smarter than me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, I guess so. But yeah, uh, the tiebreaker thing with Atlanta really hurts them. Uh, but yeah, I think it's these two games against the Celtics are big, uh, a split at least. And the sweep, I think you're in really, really good position. I think they're going to finish. I, I think they're finishing seventh, guys. Um, I I just I I don't I think look, I think they beat Minnesota. I think best case scenario in Boston is a split. I, I, the the one advantage, the, the one thing that gives me a little hope in Boston, is that there's a lot of time between the two games, uh, which I think is helpful to some of the older guys on the Heat. But like because it's a one o'clock for the first game, and then it's a seven thirty two days later, so it's like the two and a half days. Okay. So I actually think that is helpful to them. Um, and, and I think them getting on the road and in, in, in one place, I think will help them. But we've seen that the Heat have struggled to beat teams back to back this year. So I, I, I think a split. I think that I think best case scenario in the Sixers Bucks games is a split if everybody plays. So you're talking about three and two. And then, Marco, you may be right that it comes down to that last game with the Pistons at four and two. But I just don't think they're going to get enough help. I I know that the the, the Knicks schedule looks brutal, um, but that team is surprised this year. They defend every night, which keeps them in games. And, and I I feel like Thibodeau will get them enough wins. And it's just the Atlanta tiebreaker. I think it may ultimately come down to that Atlanta tiebreaker. And then you know, and and then you're in. And the problem is too, guys. If there's a multi-team tie, then and the Knicks are not in that tie with the Heat then the Heat are screwed <laughs> because they, they've already lost three to Atlanta. And then what What are they against Boston this year? They, they lost the game at home. Is that the only one they've played? And then they have the two on the road. So if they split those two, you're talking about them going one and five. So they lose, the tie, they lose a tiebreaker with the Hawks and Celtics. And I wouldn't be surprised if that's what pushes the Heat to seven. Is that is that a crazy thought? No, I don't think so. I think all of these are more than, than, you know, possible. And given this team and this season, like I would not at all be surprised if there were seven. I'm trying to talk myself out of it because like you started with at the beginning of the episode, that fear is real. Mm-hmm. And I've been, I've been in denial for a while. Now it's like, <laughs> we're getting right down to the end. And it, it's like, it can really happen. It can really happen. Like they, they screw up a couple of these games and before you know it, they're going to be <laughs> in a one-game scenario against the Charlotte Hornets, which is just a nightmare for the Heat. I don't mm-hmm. think you want. I don't think you want a one-game sample for all those guys where they could potentially go off against the Heat. As much as I trust Jimmy Bam and Spo, and then on well, top of that, like hold it, you hold do it. that just to play the Nets in the first hold, round. Hold <laughs> like, it, that's hold terrible. It. Hold it. Hold it. That's our tease to part two of this episode because that's where we're going next. All right, if you're a young single individual. It's important to have a meeting with our friend, Mark Brown. You can find him at markbrownpa.com. Make sure that someone you trust is making decisions for you. If you're unconscious, if you're incapacitated, if you just can't take care of them, if you're young with a family, you need to meet with him to set up plans for your kids. If anything, unfortunately ever happens. And even if you're older and don't have a family, you should have a say in where your estate goes. So reach out to markbrownpa.com small firm. It's right there, um, right north of Cypress Creek. 
off of Andrews. So it's right there in North Lauderdale. It can help you if you're anywhere in the state, though. It allows Mark to be focused on his clients because it's not a big firm and they're always available. So reach out at 954-566-5678. That's 954-566-5678 or Mark Brown. That's with a C, M-A-R-C, Brown, P-A, dot com. Also, they handled uh, my closing as well on my condo, did a great job with it. So they can do that for you as well. And having an in-house title company, trust me, if you've got real estate assets, you're going to want to work with somebody like that who knows how to handle that kind of situation. Really nice, laid back guy, but knows what he's doing. And he's a big Miami sports fan. 954-566-5678, markbrownpa.com. All right, well, let's get to it. You mentioned it. Um, let's, let's look at that worst case scenario. Let's say they're the seven. And let's say that Charlotte's the eight. Now, we just saw the Heat uh, blow out Charlotte. Uh, I think we made a lot of that victory until we saw how they looked in the next game. And But you mentioned it, and Mark, I'll go to you on this. I mean, the issue with Charlotte, Charlotte, I think Greg said this first, and I stole it from him. They remind me a lot of the 0304 Heat. Um, rookie star who is dynamic, has kind of captured everything, you know, captured imagination in LaMelo, sort of like Dwayne was. A lot of shooting like that team had, um, not particularly big. Remember that Heat team had Brian Grant in the middle, um, but plays hard and just like different guys beat you every night and they gain confidence. Do you have confidence after seeing the Heat blow them out, okay, with LaMelo playing, that the Heat would win a one-game play-in against Charlotte? Uh, I'd have confidence that they would win. It wouldn't be uh, 100% confidence. Uh, I think my confidence mostly lies on uh, the Hornets' style of play being more suited for the regular season. Uh, That teams like this give the Heat trouble in regular season matchups. But I guess you could also say, well, it's a one-game sample, and that's what a lot of regular season is as well. Uh, So that part scares me for sure, is that it would be just a one-game sample. Uh, I still think Miami would probably end up winning that game. Uh, it would be annoying because uh, considering the way that uh, the Hornets have to pretty much let, have you play their game, uh, which is the thing actually Miami's good at making you play their game in the playoffs. Uh, it just really hasn't been the case throughout the regular season this year. They haven't instilled that will that they did last year. They've done it in spurts. It just hasn't been as consistent. Uh, and you'd also have to wonder about Charlotte's health as well. Like, is Gordon Hayward going to be in that game? Mm. Uh, that part would scare me. Like, uh, well, actually, uh, last year they had Gordon Hayward just coming back from an injury, and that ended up hurting the Celtics. So maybe mm. that happens again. So, 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 so to that end, Alex, um, you know, for I mean, I, look, there was no expectations with Charlotte this year. There were expectations with the Heat. I feel like that plays against the heat. Like if either of those teams is going to be tight in the plan, it's going to be Miami. Does having Jimmy Butler override that or would that concern you? Uh, no, like I pretty much agree with everything Marco said. I'm, I would be concerned about that game just because it's ridiculous to have been a final team. And then given all the context and everything to be a seven seed and in the play in against, a, a, you know, an upstart Hornets team that you should not be in the same category as. Right. And so that part is annoying by itself. Then you talk about all the on the on the court stuff like Hayward being there and healthy. 
would definitely make the game, I think, a little bit more concerning just because they're obviously better when they have, you know, their two best players than not. And, and Hayward has looked really good for them all season. They just have a whole lot of guys who can put the ball on the floor. I know we talked we talked about it last week, but that's the type of uh, offense that can constantly bend the Heat's defense if they're not on top of their shit. And that's what it comes down to, right? One game sample, I think that's why I end up trusting the Heat to get out of that. But it's definitely, like, not a given at all. Like, that's the type of game where if if things are not on point, the Hornets could break out and the Heat are just trying to play from behind and trying to create offense for a team that has had trouble doing that all season. So I would still have confidence that, you know, in a one-game sample, Jimmy, Bam, and playoff Spo are going to take us home. And by home, I mean, you know, to the seven seeds to play the Brooklyn Nets. Which is not a great scenario either. We'll get into that. Nope. <laughs> uh, but, 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 all right, so let's get to the next part of this. Let's say you lose that game. And we've already talked about, you know, you, then you end up basically having to play a winner of a 9-10. Um, Indiana is a total train wreck right now. So, I, I, I mean, I, you know, I, I thought Toronto would be, you know, in the mix somewhere they're not. Um, Indiana looks like they don't want to be in the mix. If I was to ask you guys, Washington or Indy, I can't believe we're doing this, but Washington or Indiana for the right to continue your season and then I guess play Philadelphia in the first round. Which of those two teams do you prefer? I think I'm going to go with Indiana for sure. Uh, they and might fire their coach like when we're done finishing this podcast, so you never know. Uh, they're on a downward spiral. Uh, their Miles Turner is also out. I completely forgot about that. So you, my, that was the one guy that really gave Miami trouble uh, during their matchups uh, in Miami. Uh, they were like, afraid to go in there and anytime he would go to the bench uh they would have a, almost a field day and that would be pretty big for them you're not afraid of goga Bitaze like that uh so yeah give me uh, indiana all, all the way well but... jeff foster is certainly not afraid of going up Bitaze either so that's that's we saw that so, last yeah time. oh yeah <laughs> that was hilarious uh but yeah i'd go for the train wreck instead of the literal train that is Russell Westbrook and the, and the, with the wizards. Uh, Cause he's on a roll right now uh, and you get him with Beal and a one game sample. Uh, I don't want to deal with that. You, so you better hope you win that horn, that game against the Hornets or you're more than likely going to play the wizards. And could not and, agree and, more. Yes. Well, and Alex, Alex, here's the thing to me, this would be the worst possible, but probably most appropriate. And, to this heat season, which is that you get stuck in the play in at seven. You have to play a Charlotte team that, as you mentioned, you should not be in the same breath as where to you, God, you, 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 you lose to a Charlotte team because of some random scrub heat killing. Maybe it's Malik Monk again. Okay. I mean, Eric Reed has a coronary every single time <laughs> Malik God. Monk touches the ball. And then you end up in a one game against Washington and the guy that you've been courting for two years, Bradley Beal, and the guy that some people thought, and I did not, okay, well, a little bit maybe, that they should have gone after Russell Westbrook two years ago. But let's just look at Beal. Beal scores 35 against you, and it's like, why would I join Miami? <laughs> I just beat them in a play-in game. Like, I, I mean, is that the rock-bottom scenario? Yeah, that is rock bottom. I don't. I would like to never speak about this scenario ever again. I feel like you're trying to speak it into existence, and this this would not be good for the network, man. This is not good karma that you're 
that you're putting into the, the world. Two signing tight ends. We'll be okay. I mean, we'll, you know, we'll, just, <laughs> we'll just transition that way. That would be the absolute worst case scenario. The Heat would become like, I, I don't know, who, who was the, the butt of the jokes in the playoffs last year? Like whatever Paul team George. it is. Paul oh, George. it was the Clippers and the Bucks. Yeah. <laughs> they would be like that. Like it, it would just be, oh man, you were the fluke. It's like that, that whole narrative gets reinforced. You're supposed to have a better roster than you did last year. And you lose two games in the play. <laughs> and then against Beal, after all the hype that Heat fans have been, you know, uh, you know, kind of, trying to get Beal over here and saying that it's a terrible situation that, you know, I would have to stay off Twitter for the next two months. <laughs> well, and, and the other thing about it is what if Oladipo never even gets in either of those games and, 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 you know, we, now you've got Kelly bird who's averaging what 20 and nine and on something like 57% shooting for Houston. Um, and, and you have a scenario where Oladipo doesn't even play. I'm, I'm not going to relitigate that trade. They had to make the trade, but are you point, enjoying this? What's that? No, you it's keep, just you keep adding look, layers to this. It's making no, me uncomfortable. I, I, I'm adding layers to it because really, I mean, this is the season where anything that could go wrong has gone wrong. They were one of the three most COVID stricken teams in the league. They so it's had like a no, defense mechanism. Well, they had right. They had no break from last year. They've lost to every bad team in the league at least once uh the random scrub heat killing has been in epic proportions i mean essentially their two most consistent guys other than their two stars have been two guys they picked up off the street who hadn't played in a year and another guy that they benched for the entire bubble um that's the third one it's been this kind of season i and i just you know i i think the thing about it is and i know greg's gonna get on me for being so negative on this podcast is that we keep waiting for things to turn around. They're going to get better because they got better last year, but there's really been no evidence of that this year. And, and it's like I've said many times on the pod, there were just some years where it just doesn't turn the 2006, 2007 season. They won a championship the year before it never turned. I mean, it's sometimes it just happens. Um, I, I let, let's put it this way. Let, let's, let's finish here before we do. One more sponsor, prizepicks.com. Use the code five. They got new NFL props on there. It's the coolest fantasy game. So I don't need to go into it all again. You guys know you should be playing it. Um, I played it tonight, 140 bucks, uh, and it's a great time. So there you go. But back to this. What in your uh, odds? So you guys have both told me you think they're the five, okay? But you don't seem to think it's crazy that they could be the seven, okay? Absolutely not. What what are the what are the odds in your view that they get knocked out in the play-in? Give me a percentage that that's how this season ends. Uh, under ten. Marco, I'll go. Uh, let's go with Dwayne Devin's jersey number twenty-one percent. I'll go it's over. Whiteside's number. No, it's not. It's Dwayne Devin's. I'll go. I'll go over. I'm going to go with Kendrick Nunn's number. I think I think it's I think it's twenty five. So wow. I, I, I mean I I mean that's I'm, I think some would say it's higher w- watching this team this year. We're but, here, aren't we? We're just here. Honestly, well, twenty five makes sense. It's like you're one of four teams in the play, and if you do that, in a one or four <laughs> chance. Right. Well, he, here's the thing about I saw this on Twitter, and I thought this was a good point. Okay, sometimes those are on Twitter. I trust the Heat more in a playoff series than I do in a play-in situation. I trust Spolstra and Butler in particular enough to kind of figure out a playoff series. 
than I do them to to bring the proper focus the way they've played this year and the proper so much variance in a one game beat a younger hungrier team that isn't supposed to be there i like i i I, to me that's more dangerous than like i would like their odds better in a playoff series against the knicks or the hawks than i would in a one game scenario with washington does that sound right agree agreed there's i mean there's so much variance in that one game sample man yeah go ahead marco I was just going to say that uh, the series, it's more about adjustments and which is they're exposed to as like specialty where one game sample, you're just like, you hope and pray for the most part because you, you're not preparing so much for the opponent as you would in a, in a series. Right. Right. Uh, that's, I think I've depressed both of you. I think that's why neither of you wanted to jump in at the end. All right. Follow our sponsors. <laughs> Get that Terrible. CBD for recovery. You're going to need it after this podcast. <laughs> Therapistpreferred.com. CBD, no THC, 20% off with the code five reasons. That's the number five reasons. Prizepicks.com. Use the code five F I V E for that. Of course, reach out to our friend, Mark Brown, PA.com. If you need your title done, uh, or of course, if you need any estate planning done, definitely reach out to him. Be responsible about that. Sorry, Marco. Sorry, Alex. Greg is going to absolutely hate this podcast. Have a good night. Thank you for listening to the five on the floor on the five regional sports network. <laughs> <laughs>